0: Yeah, in, in college, it, we had critiques, and it's very, it was, you know, we would do them so much so that we would be, you, uh, not raw, we would be calloused. What the hell? My fake tree just dropped a leaf, but like a big one for no reason. And it's a lie. Okay. Hmm. Well. Um, it's a sign. I don't know what it means. Ugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Say that shit Woof. Wait, what <laughs> Cheers. I don't know if it goes first or second. I'll probably just do it three times throughout this episode because I can't get it out of my head. so here we go. <coughs> Baby, can't you see? I'm calling. A guy like you should I have a war It's where a warning It's dangerous. Oh, let me look up the I'm falling. that's it. Okay. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Amateur Intellectuals. My name is Kendall and I'm here with my Coco, Caitlin. And today we have an informative survival guide to toxic personality traits on the docket. This is going to be a dummy's guide to spotting red flags and when to jump ship. So, Caitlin, the question of this week, the five types that we're going to be talking about today are the critic, the passive aggressor, the stonewaller, the antisocial personality, and the narcissist. Of these five types, which would you, from your knowledge that you have now, avoid the quickest?
1: Hmm, let me think. Narcissist. Narcissist. <laughs> narcissist.
0: narcissist. Narcissist. So you're moving to Canada. <laughs>
1: Uh, anyone else I can deal with? We can pick up the pieces. We can collaborate. Like, stop collaborating. Listen, narcissist is not on the yes. table. You cannot communicate with a narcissist, in my opinion.
0: There's, yeah, it, I, I, I totally agree. There's, there's just something a little bit. That's like the like sledgehammer in that group. It's like mm-hmm. here's here's some people with some issues, and then it's like bam. Yeah. Um.
1: They're the king. In their own mind.
0: Uh, Yes, that was good. Uh, I love it. Okay, so we're going to be doing a lot more digging. I was going to do some tea, but no, let's just get into the episode. Now, the cocktail of this episode is the mind eraser because you got to drop these people. You got to, well, not all of them, just the narcissist, but. To, uh, to clear your brain of all of the uh, turmoil for this, you're going to layer one ounce of Kahlua with one ounce of vodka and one ounce of club soda in a glass with ice. These layers you do not mix, so you'll put the straw in the glass and drink from the bottom and go through each layer separately. This is a cool looking drink. Um, Kahlua.com, they have a photo of it that shows you what it's supposed to look like, and it's absolutely gorgeous. So, let's hop in.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Kalua is delicious anyway. So it's this is a good one. I actually enjoy this one. We've we've had some rough ones. This is a good one.
0: <laughs> yes. OK, so toxic personalities, overarching thing. Now to get into it, let's just start with personality traits and beginning this research it's like there's so many different like schools of thought and houses of thought and uh like where to even begin so we're kind of just kind of scrape the surface of those things and then we'll get into the more the more toxic traits so um i was raised in a four temperaments house which is the four temperaments are choleric melancholic sanguine and phlegmatic oh
1: that's interesting
0: but see this is what's weird about this is like this is this was like taken as like truth in my house but in going to other like there's there's other houses that think of it in a totally different way. So there's like the big 5. Did you grow up in the big 5?
1: No. I mean it was never that articulated. It was just like there are good people and bad people and like you know, we didn't, we didn't ever have that. I don't think, oh, I'm sorry if my parents did, but I I don't think we ever had that conversation. So it's interesting to me that you're like, yeah, I grew up in the four household. Like, what? What is that? Who's
0: Heather? Oh weird. <laughs> Who the fuck is Heather?
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's so cool. I mean, I love that that was even a conversation because it makes you start thinking about that stuff at a young age. So cool.
0: Yeah, it's a weird Every now and then I'll come across somebody who knows of those four. And then there's like there's another. So the big five we'll get into in a minute. But that's like a different five words for the same sort of thing. Um, But I never knew this uh, when when my mother and father would talk about the four. But it actually started with Greek physician. I'm going to fuck this up. Hippocrates.
1: Uh, Hippocrates. Hippocrates.
0: That's what I said. I know. Hippocrates. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> I was like, Caitlin's going to have this because she's got that mythology down. But I this mean... isn't mythology. This is, <laughs> 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 this is real folk. Um, the Hippocratic Oath. I hate myself. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. No, it's Okay.
0: Okay. So he described them as choleric, melancholic, sanguine, and phlegmatic. And this is part of his idea of what is called humorism. Mm -hmm. And it linked personalities to fluids in the body that control who we are. So each of these different things, like the choleric was a fluid in the blood, which affected the way that you acted and the way that your personality was manifested. Yeah, okay. Which is very... It's, like, it's really close, actually.
1: Yeah. Uh, they're on the right track, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I'm thinking of, like, hormones and chemicals, and then we'll get into, like, nature versus nurture, but not so bad yeah. for being ancient. Yeah. Um. So, for each of these, um, a person is most likely to be a mixture of two or three of them, and they'll overlap. Um, and I'm going to hack these down to a short summary just so you can kind of understand which— Which one each is. So choleric is just a type A person. They're a go-getter. They can be a bit bossy, but they're focused on accomplishing goals. Melancholic is... Actually, I had no idea what the fuck this one was because we don't have one of these in my family. And speaking of toxic personality types, I'm a Leo, which means if it ain't me or directly in my worldview, it's not there. So... Um,
1: I was wondering if you were going to bring up Zodiac stuff, like horoscope stuff with this, with the personality types.
0: Well, I'm a Leo. So no. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking so, of narcissists. So,
1: so really quick, you're saying so far you've explained choleric and melancholic. Is that right?
0: uh yeah, that's the ones that no. you
1: just said
0: right is that- Me- yes but i haven't gotten so oh, melancholic i to look is- up yeah uh they're deep thinkers analytical and reserved
1: okay so i was gonna say choleric is like that rabbit in winnie the pooh did you ever see winnie the pooh
0: yeah the rabbit's like-, like the
1: neurotic one that's like type a and like go 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 like busy busy i'm really anxious and then you've got uh-huh Eeyore is melancholic. Like, yes, nah, yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. But, yes, let's keep going with that. So, sanguine is the party type. They're loud, expressive. They're here for a good time and not a long time. So, they're tigger.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And then phlegmatics are relaxed, peaceful, quiet, slow to speak. They're caring, but they don't generally show emotion. My father is this, to. An nth degree and my mother calls him Phlegmo Maximus. So,
1: <laughs> so that would be Winnie I'm, the Pooh.
0: I yeah, just kind of like uh yeah, that was great. I mean, I don't yeah. know I'm just
1: trying to I'm trying to interpret what you're what you're teaching me.
0: Love it. That was perfect. I, yeah, I was Melancholic... so I'm trying to think melanch so melancholic isn't necessarily melancholy. Oh, okay. But it's because you can you can be a happy melancholic. You're just reserved. You're more of a yes. Mm-hmm. And and I'm getting like a little bit of a funky connection with all of these like Carl Young and like mm. pieces of all of these things intertwine, yeah. which is so weird. Even on when we were talking about like fairy tales and food. It's like I keep seeing this like common thread of there's something here. That's magic about people. But no, we'll get into I, that.
1: I pick I'm picking up what you're throwing down. I really agree with you there. I see a string of themes that are just carrying through each one. There's just something unique in human behavior that's that keeps coming out in our discussions. scandal. OK,
0: yes. Cool. Let's get into it. Let's learn um, something. Okay, so modern medicine has essentially transliterated these words to be only about personality and not so much about fluids. So that's kind of the end of the, the, the uh, humor. What did I call that shit? Humoristic Humorous. four. Yeah. Yes. So another theory is the big five. I think this one's actually a bit more common. Um, and it goes by like acronyms of like ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's so of, you, you'll be on a con. I'm gonna, how do you say this word? Continu, continuum.
1: Continuum.
0: Continuum. Girl, look at me go.
1: No, I love continuum. it. Continuum. <laughs> That's a whole point of these conversations,
0: Bimbo. <laughs> yes. Continuum of some sort of, you'll be on some sort of uh, spectrum for these things. So there's openness to experience, which would be curious versus cautious. Mm hmm. Conscientiousness, um, which is organized versus careless.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Extroversion, which is outgoing versus reserved. Hey. I know. And I'm like, okay, well, like, you're like putting that as a piece of, and like it's such a big, but what? Okay. Yeah. Um, agreeableness, which would be compassionate versus callous. And then I love this one. Neuroticism, which is <laughs> nervous <laughs> versus confident. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I don't know much about this one seems much more involved in like because in the other one you're like oh well my mom is a choleric sanguine and my dad is mostly phlegmatic and I'm probably sanguine choleric and it's kind of easier to just maybe it's just because I'm more versed in it but of these I'm like I don't even know where to start.
1: Mm. We should take the test. Like we should, we should
0: take the We test. should see where we
1: all land on the ocean one.
0: In the middle of it. In
1: Hawaii. Ugh. I mean I want to land in the middle of it because everyone does, but I'm going to be leaning so far into the neurotic type A, all the ugly things that I'm going to be like, I hate looking at these results. Do, a, do it again, says my type A. I don't yes. accept it.
0: <laughs> yes. Speaking of which, I didn't include that one on this list, but another one of these like personality, I mean, you, you know, there's there's the all the tests and theories and stuff, but the Enneagram which I have some issues with the enneagram. I don't
1: know what that Mostly is. Be- what? No. What is that?
0: Oh my god. Okay. So the enneagram. I'm gonna. This is a hack job of me summarizing what this is. So essentially, it's 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 a personality test. It's like 150 questions. You can do it in 15 to 30. No, nah, it takes like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then it'll give you like you'll it'll give you a number from one to nine, and then. It's just a, you'll have wings, so like.
1: I'll have wings? It'll give you that number.
0: (laughs) For 12 dollars only.
1: (laughs) Sign me up. Fly away from this place far, far away.
0: (laughs) Hello. What the Enneagram does so well, though, is like, it will give you, okay, this is what you are, and It'll give you a scale of when you're happy, this is how you'll behave. And when you're miserable, this is how you'll behave. Whoa. And it's like a 10-point scale. And it'll go from, like, literally, like, you are thriving, you're on top of the world, to almost every time, like, you are suicidal, and this is how you will (gasps) uh, deprecate yourself. And this is how you'll hurt yourself. And this is how you'll – this is what you'll tell yourself. And it's very specific.
1: That's cool. That's interesting. Yeah, it is.
0: And it's very, like – it's very. Um, it, it calls you to the carpet, like it's just like, oh, okay, like I kind of thought maybe I had some issues here, but you're just telling me in black and white, like this is what. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So, <clears throat> <clears throat> that's a fun one, and that one is only twelve bucks, um, and it it'll give you 150 pages of.
1: 150 of pages about myself.
0: It feels like it. It's probably like 10. <laughs> <Yeah. but.
1: laughs> if it's one page, it feels like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, there's going to be some man in the mirror <laughs> looking. Yeah. But I'm interested. I want to do it. We should do it.
0: Yes. You probably already yeah, did You it. should. And then we'll talk about it because I've done mine, but I have only like scratched the surface. You know, I like read through like the juicy parts and then I was like, okay, I don't care. Um,
1: well, in because- question, wait, before... Before, when we talked about introverts and extroverts, like there was, there was research that said that it changes over time. So could you argue, could someone argue that your results on that test would vary based on time. So like you took it, let's say when you're 19, you take it again when you're 29, would the results be different or are they the same?
0: I don't know. Uh, Good question. I don't, so this is, this one is weird because this one's a little bit culty. this one, it was, like, born in, like, Argentina a long time ago. And then, like, a faith group, a, like, Christian group picked it back up and, like, re-invigorated like invigorated it. Yeah. And then they did, like, they, like, in the beginning, you would have to go to school for three years to learn about this thing. But it wasn't an actual school. It was, like, an Enneagram school. Like, there was, like, a... A process that you had to go through that was very um mm-hmm. like you get the tattoo with the all that it was just
1: I love that just you said a, that <laughs> I, was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was thinking Scientology I'm like and then I get to the next level of Xenu like <laughs> Scientology. Right. yeah okay anyway
0: right speaking of which I just watched the I saw that you posted about Uh, unsolved mysteries on netflix and i had just listened to an episode on a podcast about that first episode with that guy that fell through the roof i'm
1: obsessed with it yes
0: so good. Uh, and I'm watching the Patton Oswald one. Are you watching that?
1: No. Oh, the one with his wife? About his wife yes. and, the, and the Golden State Killer? No, but it's on my list. Like, no, I'm very, very into that. And oh. I want to learn more about it. But
0: <gasps> I know. While we're promoting other things, they should be promoting us, too, because I know. we're out here. Again, but.
1: Netflix, how many times do we have to <laughs> ring your doorbell <laughs> before you start giving us our due paycheck? <laughs>
0: Hello. Or at least a free membership. Anything anything um okay so i had a note here about how there's 19 other scales and systems to break down theories on who and how we are but that's really not what this episode is about this is about where shit just went off the tracks yeah. where the, the rubber meets the road we are here to talk about perfect shit storms of nature and <laughs> nurture where people just become monsters of men <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I'm so excited.
1: Ugh, this is going to be therapy, Candle.
0: Therapy. I hope. I hope. Um, so, toxic types. There are common threads through the gamut of them uh, blaming, which is never owning your part, uh, passive aggression, which, as we get into these things, I'm like, okay, I've got a little bit of that and <laughs> a little bit of that. So. <laughs> This might be an intervention. Um,
1: (laughs) We're going to take a little bit out of the buffet of each dish.
0: (laughs) Yes, please. Thank you. That's right. I'm a chameleon girl. Um, Manipulative. Mm -hmm. Getting what they want. Uh, Negative, cynical, and emotional blackmail, which is using guilt to. And I think that's kind of more manipulative, but Mm
1: -hmm. that's okay. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Hold on, big sip here, because we are about to get into, according to psychology today, the five types of people you need to get out of your life now. So, mind erase this, baby. hmm
1: Drink, drink, drink to the bottom of the glass. <laughs> forget them. Forget them.
0: <laughs> I had to line five of these up. <laughs> so, we're going to start with the critic. So... Criticism is different than advice. Imagine that you arrive 15 minutes late to dinner without giving your significant other, where, any warning. (laughs) 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 I was trying to glide right past a girl. Uh, (laughs) You were like, ah. Thank you. Uh, Your significant other is visibly angry, and instead of asking you why you were late or what happened, he or she automatically begins insulting you. You are always late, and you never have any consideration for anyone except yourself. I've been sitting here for 15 minutes waiting for you, and no matter what, you cannot seem to ever show up on time. So this is a perfect example of criticism. This partner may criticize your every move. You're going to wear that. Why don't you ever... What is wrong with you? The list goes on and on. You feel belittled and you believe that you can never do anything right, no matter how hard you try. Um, Why the fuck did I write that? <laughs> what?
1: now. Oh, <laughs> now, what is it?
0: Okay, so hold on. Let me, okay. Oh, that's why, that's why, that's why. So, so, okay. i <laughs> oh, got stupid. It says you feel belittled and believe that you can never do anything right. No matter how hard you try, Ooh. it's so sad that you're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> <It> takes... <laughs> no matter how hard you try, um, Adam Lambert covered that song. Did you see that?
1: I haven't seen Adam Lambert's version, but I mean, I know the I know the original. The,
0: the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, she was honored at the Kennedy Center yeah. uh, for you know. Whatever, being fabulous and staying alive
1: through millennia, all
0: of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, seriously, uh, the incubus has started on her, and this has been four hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that
1: was too aggressively funny. I didn't have a chance.
0: <laughs> they, anyway, look it up. He covers that song, and like she sings that song. She does it. it it's very like when Adele covered the. Um, Michael song at the Mm -hmm. Oscars Mm -hmm. Grammys Uh, but he did that song and it just like knocks your wind out of your lungs it's just Mm -hmm. fabulous not anything like me singing it Um, so going back to the critic correcting so this is what the critic should say. Obviously, we know this, but this is to help us like d- d- decipher the language to know this is a red flag. This is a critic. Mm-hmm. Um, so now imagine you arrive fifteen minutes late to dinner without giving your significant other any warning. Your signif- your significant other is visibly angry, but instead of lashing out, he or she inquires about this pattern. I realize that you are late often. Is there a reason? Has anyone else ever noticed this trend? This is an individual trying to inquire why this Mm -hmm. maladaptive pattern occurs. Instead of blaming the partner, he or she may blame the action.
1: Yeah, it's constructive versus destruction. You're just just eating away at that person in the first circumstance being a critic. But if you actually wanna work toward a resolution, you actually care about that person's feelings and you're like, listen, I see this is happening. It kind of annoys me. Like, I understand that you're not doing this on purpose, blah, blah, blah. But, like, you're working toward, like, okay, so how can we do better in the future or whatever? How can we live the rest of our lives not wanting to kill each other? Versus, you're a piece of shit. I can't believe you make me wait. How dare you? Like, I see the difference of what you're explaining. I see it very clearly.
0: Yes. And this is going to come up so many times. And I'm going to say the same thing every single fucking time. But Brene Brown, which... It, it, last week we're like we have to do an episode mm-hmm. of Brené. Brown. The gospel I have to do according it, like, to
1: Brené. Yes,
0: I she literally has us written down uh, like a she can read us like a book. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> she talks about this in in the terms of like the way that like you talk. Um, well, it, this doesn't. It, don't blame the person, blame the behavior. Um, so there's an anecdote in her book about like. Bad dog. The dog is doing something. Uh, bad dog, don't do that. And her daughter stops her and she's like, Mom, but you always say you don't blame the thing, yeah. blame the action. Ooh, uh, called her out. Yeah. Yeah. Got her on her own thing and she was like, oh, I guess you're right, damn it. Um, and, and that's that's so... True if it's like if it's if it's behavioral things and the target is becoming you, mm-hmm. then you're dealing with a critic
1: okay um, Kendall, that's very good that is good. I have goosebumps ooh
0: mm. it's the drink <laughs> um a <laughs> <It's> critic. <both. laughs> A critic can bring a lot of toxicity into a relationship. Critics may never call you insulting names, but they may uh, constantly insult your beliefs, appearance and thoughts, often because they have low self-esteem and want to be in control. Mm. Instead of making suggestions to improve your bad habits, they find every excuse to berate those habits and hinder you as a person. I should have made a note about hinder. (laughs) Lips of an angel. (laughs) Uh, So musical today. I love it. she says another beautiful thing about, uh, I think it's, I should have looked this up, but I think it's like Teddy Roosevelt has this quote where um, he's like, I don't listen to people who aren't in the arena. Like the critics are up in the cheap seats. And Ooh. until you are in the arena fighting with me, I really don't give a shit about what your opinion is about what I'm doing. Wow. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's easier my- said than done, isn't it, though? Because if you care about everybody or if you're already insecure to start with, which makes you predisposed to being one of these personalities, it's hard to, like, shut out the noise and say, I truly don't care on an emotional level what you think about me. It's hard to do that. And I'll tell you, Kendall, I ever been real here. If I don't watch it, I slip into being a critical person both in my relationship and uh just in life but greg's very good and actually my family is very good about going like you know what you're being a bitch right now <laughs> like, you're I mean, doing not, like, that
0: thing again i
1: mean they they wouldn't say it in that many words like to my face but I,
0: but like <laughs> you know my
1: husband though would say like don't, like, this, why? Why are, why is, why are you approaching me like this? Or, like, why are you attacking me like this? Like, what is the point of this? And it's, like, cold water on my face. And then I'm, like, oh, right, I love this man, and I should probably not, because I don't necessarily always realize that I'm doing it, because there's a learned behavior there, too. Right. So I just have to, like, knock my, like, you know, knock my head, or, like, and just, whoa, whoa, like, wake up, and then I'm kind of back to normal. But I got to watch it, because I, I have slipped into being a critical, like, a critic, I think.
0: Yeah, well, and that's, yeah, yeah, me too. And, like, I think, like, a bit of the gossip comes into this toxic personality trait, too. And it's, like... Uh, for each of these, there's things that I'm like, okay, that kind of sounds like me. Mm -hmm. And like, you're going to have pieces. This is, is these are traits. Yeah, it's
1: not all the way to the extreme. It's just, these are some things that we can kind of see in ourselves a little bit, but not to that level. Yeah, Yeah, I see. Yeah. Thank you, Kendall. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) This isn't you, honey. It's not you. (laughs) Right. Thank you.
0: I love it. I did look up the quote just because I did. it's much more powerful than whenever than my stupid memory of it. But no, um, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit actually no, the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena. Yeah. And that's Teddy Roosevelt. Wow. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Powerful shit.
1: And, you know, you know, being a creative, we deal with critics a lot, don't we? Oh yeah. Me too. Boo. Oh, me too. And I don't mind, I don't even mind criticism. I mind useless criticism. So like my favorite is the, I don't like, I don't like what you did. I don't like that. Or like, that's not as, that's not that, that's not quite right. Cool. Where's the solution in the, the second part of that sentence?
0: Oh, my God. Like, Say give that me shit. your opinion
1: then. Like, I'm totally willing to hear it. What do you have for yes. me? Whether it's art, whether it's social media, com stuff, what, whatever it is. I'm like, next part of your sentence, please. What? How would you yes. advise that this gets the better? The answer
0: to. You know, yeah. Explain
1: yourself. Because it's so easy to poke holes when somebody does something or creates something. But, wait, ooh, this therapy, this therapy. I'm going to need two more of these. My basers um uh, because i am <laughs> thoroughly invested in this conversation <laughs> can you tell i'm not bitter at all <laughs> well
0: it, 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 we all know people like this like we all mm-hmm. like for each of these we're gonna have 10 examples of like oh i've experienced that i've seen that and some of that's in me and da da da, 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 da. um yeah i mean i could just keep going but let's move on to the passive aggression. yeah please um okay so this one i have three words on essentially so uh This is passive expression of anger, Uh, denial of feelings, sarcasm and backhanded compliments are sure ways to tell that you found one of these. They use hidden messages um, and sarcasm as a defense mechanism to send those mixed messages and they act like nothing is wrong. This one is a little bit more confusing to me. Maybe it's because like this is like, oh, I'm big that because I will avoid conflict at, and confrontation at all costs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got in trouble with this in college because I would use sarcasm as a way of I'm not saying that I'm unhappy. I'm using other words to say that I'm unhappy.
1: Yeah. To skirt around it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, oh, I'm not angry. Why would I be angry at? Your bullshit again, Professor.
1: <laughs> that sentence is the perfect passive-aggressive sentence. Like you're a professional. <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm sick of your bullshit, <laughs> Professor. <laughs> that yes, was perfect Listen, out of all of these, Kendall, you and I, again, we're not. I, if we do say so ourselves. We are not until a doctor or prescri- like tells us and diagnoses us. We are not pathological, but we sit most comfortably
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: in the passive aggressive arena.
0: That's right. We in this arena, <laughs> and bitch. I am not
1: ashamed of it. God damn it! I am not I ashamed. It.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's very. Um, Oh, not to get political. It's really not political. It's just an example. When the the Ukraine thing was happening, right, Mm -hmm. and uh, Hillary went on Rachel Maddow and she was like, well, what they're saying is, you know, like, technically you can ask and it's not illegal. So technically I could come on your show, Rachel, and be like, hey, China, if you have any dirt on Trump, DM me and like... (laughs) that was that's just the perfect yeah yeah she she had that down pat and and maybe maybe passive aggressive is like a piece the biggest common thread for all maybe it's the biggest one maybe there's yeah. the most of this one yeah um
1: and i'd say that's the most common if i had to like in the population because you you're trying to be an adult you're trying not to take swings at people but you still want to vent your frustration so how do you do that yeah Well, you do it in a way that maybe isn't constructive, but you do it in a way that's less, you know, confrontational than punching somebody in the fucking face.
0: And going to jail for it. That's right. Right. (laughs) Consequences.
1: I'd rather just, you know, tell them that I'm not sick of their obvious bullshit that they keep pulling.
0: Oh, my (laughs) God. (laughs) I just, oh, my God. I was going to say, I'm not going to beat your ass with my fist. I'm going to beat your ass with my tongue, which (laughs) I hate that. And it made me think of that. Have you seen that Alex Jones remix where uh, he went off on that tangent and he was saying that I will eat your ass talking about his neighbors? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And they clipped it to where it just says it over and I will eat your ass. I will eat your ass.
1: See, that's somebody being aggressive, aggressive. <laughs> and then someone <laughs> passive aggressive taking that aggressive, aggressive. <laughs> And around and round we go on the carousel. That's right. Putting that bitch on TikTok. Sickness. Yeah,
0: I love it. The next one is the Stonewaller, Mm -mm. which, again, mm, this is my second least
1: favorite. I think, but you tell me what it is because, like, I have my own conceived, like, preconceived notions of what I think it is. But they're my second least favorite because then again, you cannot get through to communicate. I don't like that.
0: Oof. Okay. Well, I was gonna say that this is my uh, this is like my number two for me What is meat? Um, <laughs>
1: Just don't ever point it at me. <laughs> okay. Explain yourself. Let me see. Maybe I don't um, know what it is. Explain. Maybe I'm wrong. No,
0: you do. You do. No, you know it. So, uh, refusing communication to evade the issue. Okay. Uh, This makes the other person... And this is the part... Like I, Because I just said I will walk up the mountain to avoid conflict in the valley. Yes. Refusing communication to evade the issue. This is the part that I didn't understand about this. Um, This makes the other person feel insignificant and unworthy of honest communication. Oh,
1: because you're just not going to play. I'm not engaging. I'm not engaging with you. That's what it seems like from the outside.
0: On the flip side, which for me... And I wrote, I think this gets into it, but this is my toxic trait and hearing it that Mm. way and what it does to people is eye opening to me. I guess ultimately the message makes sense that way. But I usually avoid things because I am fearful of conflict and confrontation and would rather just carry the burden of whatever is happening than nip it in the bud. So like I can harbor it. I can take it and I can do with it whatever I want in my own head, whether that's wrestling with it or trying to forget it or coming to terms with it or whatever.
1: That's a lot of work though. I mean, I see it. I see what the benefit is because it's just a lot of a a long, slow burn of turmoil inside so that you don't have to put it out at other people so that you deal with whatever their reaction might be. Is that fair?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, and this becomes a very, you, like Stonewallers, it's kind of like the, the barrel. Like you can put all your emotions in a barrel, but at some point that bitch is going to be full yeah. and explode. And it's going to be detrimental. And like that happens to me in my life over and over and over and over. Because like, oh, here's 17 little tiny things that I didn't want to say anything about. And now oh. there's a Mount Everest. Um,
1: Wait, so but I, are you told then? Because I, this is like the first time I'm I've, I've ever seeing somebody. Because I don't think that I am that... That much but like again being a lot of all of these i think as most people are but not to a pathological level but so for my first time like peeking over the wall of the stonewaller
0: yeah so
1: so really what's interesting to me and i think what will help our relationship which you and i already have a really good relationship i think because we are very considerate of each other all the time i think but right. um but like it's really interesting. I never ever thought ever for a moment of my life to this point that a stonewaller would do anything other than go, nope, you're not worth it. I'm not I'm not engaging with you. I, Of course that makes oh. sense though. Of course that makes yeah. sense what you're saying. Like my mind is blown because you're telling me that you got your own inner turmoil and the way you think to handle this is best is gonna be to keep it inside Move away from the situation and it will go away because you said in the beginning, you're the type of person out of the four that if it's not, or uh, I'm sorry, not that, a Leo, if it's not in front of me, Mm -hmm. it's not there. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to take it inward. I'm going to either swallow it or mull Mm -hmm. it over until it's not sharp anymore. Right. I'm going to roll it around until it's not sharp and stabbing me on the insides anymore. Yeah. And then. It'll solve itself. However, from an outside stonewaller perspective, all I see, I being anybody who's not a stonewaller in a stonewaller situation, all I see is like, excuse me, you're not even going to have it out with me because I'm not even worth that much to you that we can't even do this. Like, because the people who aren't stonewallers always say, like in a relationship, like a marriage, which we are in a podcast marriage, I don't care what you think, but it's a one-sided delusion,
0: okay? No, I love it.
1: We like like you know that old saying like you know the marriage is really in trouble when they stop fighting like because now they don't have anything to fight for anymore that's where I'm coming from but you have a whole narrative I'm sorry I'm going off on this tangent but like wow okay I'm getting it I'm understanding and this is really helping and I think this could actually be like kind of revolutionary in how I deal with people in the future because stonewallers I automatically go to like well fuck you then fuck you then if you're not, if I'm not worth your time, you're not worth my time. And then we go our separate ways and there's damage done. But this is interesting. Some compassion right. is needed here from the person who's not the stonewaller.
0: Yes. And, like, we'll get into, like, the the tactics to use down the road. But, like, there, so for each of these, there is a level of healthiness to all of them. Yeah. You know, with the critic, with the, well, not passive aggressive, probably. But, like. there's a level of each of these that can be healthy and then on that i'm going to do it again continuum
1: continuum
0: that there's there's a place where it becomes inherently unhealthy wow Um, yeah i mean yeah
1: we're talking about extremes but yeah but it's really interesting but like i'm
0: like i'm definitely on the other side of this this is one of those ones that i'm like and i'm so in it like i kind of like you're mind blown i'm mind blown on the other end of it going like oh i didn't even realize that People would feel that way because I thought that I was taking on the burden. Like, I was like, oh, it's, I'll just do it in yeah. my head. And Be grateful.
1: I'm handling this for we, you.
0: <laughs> we don't have to deal. Right. We don't have to talk about it. We don't have to figure it out. Well, we, we are can breaking down. We are,
1: we are tearing down walls, Kendall. We're tearing down in walls. 2020. Yeah. Yes,
0: honey. Oh, my God. I love it. Um, yeah, that was cool. Okay. Lovely gal. Let's do. This is number four. And this one is an actual... Uh, Verified on Twitter, uh, (laughs) diagnosable disorder. This is called the antisocial personality disorder, ASPD. This includes traits of sociopathy thought to come from social conditions like childhood abuse, etc., it is characterized by explosive and sometimes violent behavior, but still presumed to possess the capacity. People who are who have this are still presumed to possess the capacity for empathy and remorse. And when you get into psychopathy, that's when you get to the level of no remorse or empathy.
1: You're done. You just don't even have it. You're disconnected from, from feeling anything connected to other people. That's pathology in anything.
0: Yes. So... This one I'm this one I'm not very good at. So ASPD, and then that's the umbrella term. And then there's sociopathy, which is like you've Mm -hmm. got some some issues and you can't erupt, but you have the ability to feel guilty, remorse, empathetic. Sociopath,
1: yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And then you get into psychopath, which is there's just nothing. There's no
1: Yeah. It's completely severed, right? You're on an island. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, For antisocial personality, we all have tendencies for all of the personality traits, which may be why the general public can be seduced by these people. Um, We see ourselves at least in part in ASPD behavior. We also forgive and even welcome people with ASPD as we have forgiven and welcomed ourselves. This is a tenet of Judeo-Christian and other religions. Mm -hmm. So this is specifically still about antisocial personality disorder. We all have tendencies for this personality trait, which is why exactly we may be so seduced by these people. We see ourselves, at least in part, mm-hmm. in their behaviors. Okay. So uh, we also forgive and are welcome and welcome people with ASPD as we have forgiven and welcomed ourselves. This is a big part of every religion. Mm-hmm. Um, however, psychopaths are psychological chameleons who act mm-hmm. the required emotional part. To manipulate each situation and interaction for money, sex, power, ego, gratification, the gamut. So they are often so skilled that their victims are are unaware of what is happening. Um, The psychologically predatory behavior can only be prevented by skillful inquiry into the history of pain and suffering that the individual has left behind. Not surprisingly, most people don't believe this and discount the evidence until it is too Late. The psychopath's love is mainly a concern for control.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Adulation.
1: Adulation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Power, mm-hmm. which are hidden under the cover of their book.
1: Yes. Yes. I know a lot about psychopaths because I've read a lot about them because uh, they're fascinating. And you're right. Like the way that I see that visually is like they are, they don't feel anything. Right. There's no connection between, me and you if I'm a psychopath right but I can recognize the behavior in the game and I know that I get what I want if I behave a certain way so I see if I tell so like if a psychopath marries someone and doesn't actually feel like they care about that person that's I I can't presume that that's always the case but you know if they're a psychopath to that extreme I assume that they don't feel things but whatevs uh but like If I treat her this way, she will give me what I want. If I treat him this way, he'll give me what I want. So it's just more of a pragmatic approach to things rather than any kind of an emotional thing. And I want to tell you something. I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but I'm so interested and I'll try to find it. But a couple of years ago, I read a really fascinating article about psychopaths and it was about... Most psychopaths are more common than we think. And um, I hope I'm not stepping on your toes if you're about to tell me this. Oh, no, Um, no. But they actually like they do really well in like um, high uh, ambitious careers. So like a brain surgeon would be a really good psychopathic job because they're not connected to the patients because they got to exist somewhere right in the world. And not all psychopaths are murderers, not not at all, not at all. Yeah. It's just if you trigger a psychopath into trauma and abuse or something, la, 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 all these other factors, he's more predisposed. Okay,
0: so a psychopath
1: actually has a room in society. So there was this doctor that was doing a study. He was a, a research scientist guy, doctor, like I think a medical doctor who was doing research on psychopaths on their brain scans and seeing like, what do psychopaths look like? How do they light up on a screen? And he realized while he was doing his research, he did his own scan because it was like, I don't know, like, let's find out. And he found out that he was a psychopath. No,
0: man. Absolute
1: psychopath, like based on all the evidential stuff. So he said, holy shit, what do I do with that? I always, and he said, and he wrote an article about it. And he's like, I know I've always been kind of a dick. Like, I know people tell me, that I don't care about their opinions, that I'm insensitive, that whatever. And it never, like, bothered me, but I've heard it a lot. And so it never added up to me that I was actually a psychopath until I did this research. And now I see, you know, this is actually true and... We can function in society, too, because think about it. Think about the perfect role of a brain surgeon, right? You don't want to get attached and feel that pressure and then get shaky hands because you don't want this right. 12-year-old girl with a brain tumor to die, right? Right. If you're disconnected emotionally, you might be better at your job. You just yep. have to not want to, like, go as far as, like, the, the eating her brain or whatever.
0: They're right. Which is They're a crazy huge... doctor death shit. <laughs> yeah, which
1: is a huge stretch and really disrespectful, actually. But, Sorry. But you know what I'm no. saying? So anyway, I'm sorry for the tangent, but I'm going to try to find that article for you. I feel like it was in Smithsonian Magazine, but I'll see if I can find it, which is the that best That is vaguely
0: ever. familiar. I think maybe we talked about this at one point, but I'm so glad you brought it up because of them all, this is the one that I was like, I'm reading these words and I don't really understand oh, what's happening. yeah. But that is so interesting. And like they're and ambitious like,
1: and want power. So again, go back to the brain surgeon example. Well, I want to be they'll prestigious. they'll play the game. Yeah, and I want to, to be president, so I want to be the best doctor there is. So, I'll yep. be good at my job and make all these patients live not because I care about them necessarily, but because it will make me do well. Well, listen, when I'm under the table, I don't care that that's your brain situation. I don't care. Right. If you're operating on my brain, as long as you are motivated to make sure that I survive this and heal from this, then I don't yep. care what your motivations are. I don't care that you don't like me. Like,
0: nope, just we don't make gotta be sure friends, that boo. I live.
1: Like, that's you know, right. whether that's for your career or for my life, like, you know, for your caring. So anyway,
0: yes. That is Awesome. And I'm so glad you said that because I noticed this thread in this research and I was like, well, okay, so they're they're saying there's like 200,000 narcissists in America. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. I think it's like 10 percent of the population is narcissistic and 10 percent of the population is stonewalling and 10 percent of the population is antisocial and 10 percent like I think it's. We don't know it. Mm -hmm. I think because mental health is such a big question for us still somehow.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Just like the guy doing the research on psychopaths and then figuring out that he's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. Like, we just don't know it yet. And I can't wait for that day to come. And I don't know. Maybe that day doesn't come. But, like, wow. Yeah. We've got a lot of work to do. Well, and
1: Kendall, you you brought up a really good point right there. And I just want to nod to it and, like, salute it because... You said like I think 10% of the population is this and 10% is this and 10%. Is this. Like there I definitely think there's a spectrum there that that people are missing that you're like saying. And like I, I just think it's like, so okay, not everybody is pathologically that. They're not pathologically a critic they're not pathologically a narcissist. Right. But like right. it's the same thing about like drinking too much, right? Do mm-hmm. do you drink a lot or are you an alcoholic? Well, the definition is between the two which we are not alcoholics, nobody tells us we're alcoholics. We drink for fun,
0: (laughs) leisure, and maybe
1: to relax and learn a little. That's all. But anyway, I'm just saying, seriously though, Like if you drink too much, maybe you drink too much for like what your body should handle or like for how much you eat or whatever, or like you need to get through social situations. But it only becomes alcoholism when you cannot function day to day and it interrupts your like work life. It interrupts your family life balance. Right. So it's the same thing. It's the same thing. So you're a critic at a pathological level if it's interrupting your marriage if it's interrupting your work life, you can't communicate with your coworkers without being a critic. You have a problem. Then Otherwise, you, a problem. you might just yep. have these these little personality traits that you got to work on. And you're not that far on the spectrum. And I think when you say 10 percent, 10 percent, 10 percent, I think you're right. It's just within those 10 percents, maybe there's varying degrees of how much of a critic you are, how much of a narcissist you are. You're not a pure narcissist because that's probably rare, just like a pure psychopath.
0: Right. No, yes, exactly. Spot on. Maybe there's 200,000, 10 out of 10, mm-hmm. like disorder diagnosed narcissists, maybe. Yeah, sure. And then there's 400 million Nines, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, the, like the, yeah. there's, there's, yeah, Completely you're right. There's agree. definitely a- Oh,
1: Kendall, I'm on fire. You got me. You got this. is, a, this, is amazing. this is amazing. This is a fun one. Yeah, it is.
0: And drum roll, please. We are two the big Kahuna. We are two no <sighs>
1: Feel like I need to fill up my glass. I'm not going to. We're gonna. We're gonna
0: dun, 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 brave dun.
1: through it. Okay, tell me. I
0: know it's a little bit early, but like shots. Yes. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> so I call here we this go.
1: sorry I call these people the sky is green people like the sky is green you cannot tell okay. me otherwise how dare you yeah. just within my yes. like family circles and stuff how so,
0: you figure out yeah because
1: they, they won't be swayed and they know better and there's no there's nothing you can do to reason with these fucking people okay sorry
0: Even in talking to people who vote, who are going to vote for Donald Trump, even now, even in 2020, they don't have an issue with him being a a narcissist. Like, it's not like a polarizing idea. Mm -hmm. Like, they're like, yeah, he's a narcissist and I'm going to vote for him regardless. It's what I
1: said about the brain surgeon. It's the same thing. Get the job done. and I don't care how and what motivates you.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And like. I get it. We have such a perfect example of what this looks like. And, you know, four years ago, I don't know that the nation did. I think that we were kind of like, oh, in fact, I remember being in college and my mom called me and she was like, Kendall, I just discovered there's a narcissist in the office. And it was like, <laughs> oh, my God. What did you do? Like, what did you look up? And I remember her sharing the like, here's the warning signs. And I remember being mind blown about like, oh, I would have never thought that it was about not having empathy. I thought it was about thinking you are the best. And Mm
1: -hmm.
0: now it's 2020 and we've all gone through this national thing together. And looking back at that same list, I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't understand how I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. None of this is shocking because we've seen it every day. Yeah on the national global stage. Yeah, so,
1: you're right. The world has learned a lesson, huh? Like, we definitely saw it before. Because, we know what it looks like. presidents before Kendall, remember, there's that There's that expectation that they have to be noble and wearing the world's stresses on their shoulders like the dad of the nation. Like, be our dad and, like, don't tell us how hard it is. Just solve it. Like, right. he really fucking threw that out the window, which, again, out the window. But, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Anyway. So.
1: Please tell me all about the narcissist.
0: Um, First sentence. We know this is... Uh, we know this one completely because our president is one of these. Okay, great. <laughs> if we... Yeah, okay, no. Um, so, they think they are God's gift to earth. They are the best at everything, and they are not afraid to tell you so. Narcissism is considered a personality disorder, just like uh, antisocial. <sighs> they are... <laughs> they are unwilling to compromise they lack insight interesting i thought and empathy how nice how
1: nice for you that you can't be insightful (laughs) and think about the shit you did and learn from it what's that like it
0: it literally takes a dumbness it takes a stupidness to think that you've got it right when you don't it takes ignorance to be in this sort of bliss. bliss. Yes. So, yeah. Good, uh-huh.
1: good. Okay. It does. Oh, breathe through it. Breathe through it. Um, breathe through it. Uh, okay. Yep. Continue. And they
0: will ruin special occasions to be the center of attention. That's one that I'm like, okay, I've seen people do that. And I didn't know that's what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to. And like, like spoiling, like. I was in this situation one time uh, years ago and like somebody was getting engaged and somebody like walked in right before her and was like oh my god she's engaged it's like
1: (gasps) did she uh, mean to do that yes bitch
0: yes (laughs) and i was just like what and like i think that like situations like that have happened over and over and over with different you know whatever people stealing limelight is just
1: yeah It's definitely a symptom
0: for sure it's one of the yeah it's one of the traits to this thing that's disgusting
1: we're rolling we all learn
0: about it's yeah, it, like we learn about it in like middle school with like narcissists and looking into the reflection, mm-hmm. and like yeah, we, we it dumbs it down because it's really some of it's about being vain.
1: Yeah, it, but it's most of it is not. It's it's one piece of the puzzle.
0: Yeah. Most of it is crazy fucked up. It's
1: the disconnect is what we should be focusing on. The disconnect with other people is the biggest thing. Not the, I'm the shit and I'm the king and I'm the king of the mountain and I'll push you down the mountain. Whatever. Fine. Right. Whatever. But it's the point that really gets concerning when you honestly would not care if children, your your children, other children, whatever, are hurting or whatever. It's just about power and whatever. I mean... That's where we really get into trouble, you know.
0: <sighs> and disconnect is the perfect word there because like antisocial behavior, it's a disconnect from remorse. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like an inability to feel guilt with narcissists. It's a disconnect specifically of empathy. There is no empathy. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. So they should teach that. It's instead of like in, like looking into the mirror and being like stuck on yourself, it should be about yeah. having what's missing from their brain. A lack of empathy, yeah. right. Yeah. Right, right, right. And Brene Brown, who, God, I can't not talk about her. She talks about the 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 climate of the nation. And she's like, a lot of people think that what's happening right now is like, golly, these people have no shame. Like, wouldn't you be ashamed of X, Y, Z? And she says, it's not shame. It's not shamelessness. It's a lack of empathy. Mm-hmm. That's what it is.
1: I don't care. So, I hear what you're saying.
0: And it doesn't matter. I
1: don't care. Yes. It's not valuable yeah. to me. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's just bizarre. Okay. So I've got like a couple of myths that I'm going to debunk about narcissism and then we'll wrap up. Okay. But narcissism is inherently unhealthy and problematic. This is a myth.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I believe so, you, probably. Here
0: comes here comes narcissism <laughs> into your own bones. Get ready. This one hurts. Um, <laughs> okay. And if it. you, it, like, here's, here's my narcissism showing in all of its colors. Here's the C word again that I can't do. I can do the other one. I can't do this one. Occurs on a... Continuum. Continuum. Yes. <laughs> John Mayer. Uh, <laughs> on the positive side... <laughs> People who have narcissistic traits are charming, intelligent, and intuitive. So it lets you dream big, but not at the expense of relationships. And it can help you persist persist in the face of failure. Mm-hmm. On the extreme end, it is preoccupation with self yeah. and need for approval.
1: Yeah, that makes sense to me. You're resilient because stuff doesn't get to you because you don't give a shit about what anybody else thinks. It's fine. I'm not bitter. Yeah, I get it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm there with you yes that's true they i think they mean it in a softer term
1: but you're trying to open up my brain and i am holding the fort down no i'm gonna Hold open i'm gonna open my brain let's teach me something in market me. zero breathe um, caitlin breathe i did not have yes. enough alcohol for this conversation but yes can you tell that we've been burned by narcissists before <laughs> learn your enemy learn your enemy it's fine
0: this is it. This is research. Um okay. Narc- myth. Narcissists feel the same range of emotions that people who aren't narcissistic do. Okay. So the fact is mm, kind of not really. Mm-hmm. So if you're on if you're on the spectrum and not diagnosed, then mm-hmm. sure. But true blue. Actually, full-throated narcissists have empathy deficit disorder. Mm -hmm. They are wired differently. In Mm -hmm. research published in Medical Science Monitor in 2013, narcissists have dysfunction in their brain's anterior insula, Mm -hmm. which is the mediating component of empathy. They literally, it doesn't fire. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) You're not telling me anything (sighs) now. That adds up. (laughs) <laughs> 2 plus 2. Yeah. <clears throat> um okay, let's get your take on this one. Myth: True narcissists are born, not made that way.
1: Okay. So you're well okay. Mm, I believe everything is on a continuum and i, I think that there is i think you're predisposed so i think that there's some that could be born just pure and those are the ones that are like oh he was like skinning cats when he was three years old neat like i'm not sure that he learned that like i think that was just something that he was <laughs> like let's see what how that cat screams when i heard it but i think Ooh. otherwise i think you can have like you're susceptible right your brain already works this way and as we've discussed Mm. many times before over the course of many episodes and topics there's rarely like absolutes so I think you're probably like oh he really could be a narcissist if he if he tried or if the right circumstances happened and then you can get power and want more power and now you're more leaning into your narcissistic tendencies right that's how I think it is does that make sense for the most part yeah
0: and that's 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 pretty much spot on. It's um there, it, it says scientifically there's moderate genetic component, um, but it's about 50 50 of personality and Oof. environment. So it's like you can you can be genetically imposed to it or not. Mm-hmm. Wait, disposed to it?
1: Uh yeah, disposed. Yeah. Predisposed. Disposed to yeah. it. Mm-hmm.
0: Predisposed to it. She is working on our mm, words. No, it's today.
1: fine. Who cares? Um, We're amateur intellectuals. Who cares?
0: That's right. We're not narcissists. Yeah, we're not narcissists. Um, We are super anxious, actually.
1: So, fuck everyone. We don't care what you
0: think, yes, we do. Just a little. No, a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, sometimes. I don't know. Maybe not. Um,
1: You're the best.
0: So, I'm trying to figure out how to tackle this bitch, and it's a big one. Um, Okay. I'm going to, I think, I'm going to fly through this one, and then we'll get to the last one. Uh, people with NPD believe they are better than others. That's Sorry, a myth, tell me but again what kind NPD of is.
1: narcissist Personality Disorder? Narcissistic Personality, <gasps> okay. yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Perfect. They believe that they're better than others. This is a smokescreen. Um, generally, they have tremendous insecurity and fear of being rejected and abandoned.
1: Yeah. You, would, um, you wouldn't want power if you didn't need something out of it. You need power to validate something. So yeah, yeah, that adds up what you just said. Why would you chase to get something Unless you needed some, you needed people to believe that you were worth it or whatever, you know?
0: Well, and it's like a, it's like a, it's like a facade, yeah. right? Like they come off as like, I am this grand, I am God's gift to earth. Meanwhile, in, in their own head, they're like, oh, am yeah. I? And they're always questioning. There's like this paper thin skin that,
1: mm-hmm, you know. I do. Uh,
0: it's just a front. Um, but this is an interesting note that ties into the next one. So they have a hard time attaching to people, which I was like, okay, wait. Um, I have seen examples of that for sure, but what is that? Yeah, what does that mean? Myth, pathological narcissism cannot be overcome. Fact, Mm. it can. But the person must not be in denial and they must want to change. And how do they do that change? By letting people close to them and developing an attachment style.
1: That's a lot to ask of a narcissist. (laughs)
0: Is it, well, and it's a lot to ask people to be like.
1: He's a dick. This is Let a me narcissist. Love him through it.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. It is. It's a,
1: it's a huge ask with, I think, a lot of therapy and a lot of like. Everybody needs help to like, like almost like a mediator to like be like because everybody's going to misstep every step of the way. Why would you give right. yourself? You have,
0: so somebody called the well, shots. Why
1: would you give yourself to a narcissist and say like, like emotionally and be like, okay, we're going to work through this together? It takes so much trust. And like getting burned oh. along the way as he's learning or she's learning to do it. Yeah. I mean, I could not do it, not in a place to do it.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, no. God yeah. bless mm-hmm. you right now for trying, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: all of mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm.
0: Go talk to that tree. Who are hearing this that are married yeah. to a
1: narcissist who don't know what to do? Good luck.
0: And if you are a narcissist, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> I have to come up with some, yeah. I mean, Godspeed, you know, and like maybe like working yourself out of that denial is the most important part. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Doing the work. Right.
0: But and it's a lot. Yeah, it's taking off armor. It's asking for help. It's becoming a better listener and modifying expectations and then behaviors and then your even your own thoughts. So like. It's a big one, but I mean hashtag worth it, I would think, because
1: And and you don't have you have one less narcissist in the world.
0: <laughs> which I, it, yeah. If we could pay for that I mean just like a tax, if you know, if the nation could just
1: <laughs> You're in the uppermost narcissist bracket, so you you're gonna have to pay fifty percent
0: of your power. Most of your money is gonna what you'll just think it's so much oh my god um yeah so that's pretty much it um and i kind of briefed on this earlier but I, i just want to put a nice little bow tie on all of it because we've covered so many things the thing about these things these traits that can eventually like we've talked about it can become disorders if they're so overblown and out of line um is that we often empathize with people who display some of these Uh, warning signs because we too have the same pieces and some of these things are true in all of us Um, so take these examples as of the extreme when these situations are when it's when it's a stonewaller times 10 when it's a a narcissist at Mm -hmm. 10 that's whenever it's time to make ties or break ties excuse me break ties and and do whatever is safe And best for you and your health. And like, this is the thing that we're talking about more in modern America. And Caitlin actually told me it was you uh, a couple of years back that you were like, you need to you're in a position right now where you're vulnerable and you need to do what's best for you. And that can be perceived as selfish. And you're going to have to drop that because for a time, focus on you. And then whenever you get to a position to where you can help and, and spread love and joy to others, do it yeah. then. But right now, you won't be able to do it unless you do it inward. So, I've carried that, oh. Caitlin. I thank you for that. It's changed my life. And, um, yeah. So. This. If you see the red flags, run, I bitch.
1: Mean, uh, my <laughs> head exploded. I, like, there's so much that I didn't understand before. And I think too, this is such a good, like, okay. I said this a little bit earlier. I am so motivated by this conversation because not only do you and I understand each other, I think a little bit better. Like I have a mm-hmm. tendency to be critical. You have a tendency to stonewall. Like we will mm-hmm. be better friends to humans that interact yep. on a regular basis and like co-podcasters and whatever for this opening up and saying, listen, this is an ugly side of me but I want you to know that I get like this and I'm aware of it. One second, my dogs are barking. They're such narcissists. One second. (laughs) Rude, duh. It's not all about you
0: all the time. You couldn't tell them that, that's right. Such
1: princes and princesses. Anyway, (laughs) so okay. I really think that you and I on a one-on-one, I learning this about you helps me. Like you've never, I mean, we've never come into a situation. I think that we've like gotten to a point where it's like, okay, we have an issue. Like we get along really well, but any friendship, any close relationship is bound to come to like situations where we're like, okay, this is a tough one. We're gonna have to figure out how we're gonna untangle this from each other. But knowing this about you and no, you let me, you let me peek over the wall of like what it means for you on the inside when you're feeling these things and behaving that way. And that I'm not going to forget that. And I think that's something we should all be thinking about as individuals in our relationships, in your, in your significant other relationship in your family. Cause I think we're so quick as individuals to say, well, it's not tell me for this and this and this and this, it's all survivalist, right. And self-preservation. Yeah. But if we can start looking inward and going, okay, here's what I'm susceptible of doing from the feedback I've gotten from others, whether I agree with it or not. I've got like, that's something that I hear like that I'm coming to learn is like over the course of my life, here's what I've been told. Here's the feedback I've been told. Okay. That's adding up. If all these people are telling me that I have these traits, maybe I do because I don't know better always. And I think that's what this conversation is. And I think that's what people as we're listening to this episode, I hope that they take away from this is like, look inward see what you're particularly like leaning to and then just be aware of it when so like if you're the guy yeah. at dinner like you said or the girl at dinner then and the significant other comes in and said and is like I'm late sorry you maybe you're the one that's like not aware of it but you're like okay listen you have some problems, you're always late, you don't respect me. It's like, maybe you can take a second and maybe figure out another way so that everybody involved is happier as we move forward.
0: Right. That's yeah. amazing. And it's, that's exactly, it's exactly right. It's, it's an, it's a both and mm-hmm. it's a look, look inward, figure out, you know, what's going on with you and share it. Because it, these are tools that we can use to be better across yeah. the board. You and me and you and Greg and you and uh, people at work Completely and you and agree. your mother and you and like, you like all of it, all of it. So
1: what do you have to lose? This was a, except your narcissism. I mean,
0: <laughs> which we trying to kick out the door anyway, baby. This is about connection, yeah. honey. So I love it. Um That's all I got. I think that this was um hopefully informative and a good time. We'll be back next week. Um Find us on all of our socials. We're looking for engagement. Um, So if it's from the first episode or the seventh episode, we would love to hear from you. Um, These things are not time sensitive at all. And we would love for your input. So, Caitlin, do you have anything?
1: Um, I would say please subscribe if you're not subscribing if you're coming to our platforms and you're listening but you're not a subscriber let us know because like by subscribing um and also if you wouldn't mind if it's not too much trouble would you leave a review for us because that would also be super cool of you um you can leave a review i don't know on Facebook, you can leave a review wherever you feel like it on the platform you're listening to. Whatever, just <clears throat> if you would, that would really help other people see what we're doing. And um, you know, it just you, you think about it. If you're the person that's shopping for a new podcast and you see, you're like, oh, maybe. And you see, there's like only a couple of reviews versus there's a lot of reviews. Like you might lean to the one that has a little more reviews. So um, don't be a narcissist. Yes. <laughs>
0: don't be (laughs) passive-aggressive
1: don't be a critic unless it's a positive critic (laughs) and um please give us a a review on some of our on some of our shit I don't know is that good?
0: yeah that's great yeah we're on Spotify we're on Apple Podcasts we're on Stitcher we're on I I think everything at this point Google Pod everything, (laughs) everything 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 so um yeah leave a review subscribe and be in touch, and we'll see you next week. Okay, bye. bye.